0: Welcome back to this episode of The Igloo with Peter Fontanella. Today's special guest is Kennedy Roth. Hey, Ken. Thanks for coming on.
1: Hey, I'm happy to be here.
0: So, Ken, you are a ex-sorority president, Mm -hmm. future teacher, already have a job lined up, looking pretty successful so far and looking to be successful in the very near future. Um, I kind of want to talk a lot. We've got a lot to talk about today, but I kind of want to start off with who you are and who you were, and where you came from, and where you're going.
1: All right. I, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, Waxaw, a little small town, South Charlotte originally, but I just moved to South Carolina about two years ago. So we live on the lake now. Nice. Super fun. I originally went to be an engineer. I
0: came to the wrong school for
1: that. I, you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I am a nerd for math. But, really? I yeah, it's, it's crazy. I get excited and everything. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, but um, I changed my mind last semester, senior year of high school, because I ran out of math classes. So I had a lot of room in my schedule, and I decided to help out with the TTA classroom, fell in love. You know, I was looking at Clemson, a bunch of engineer schools. And then, lo and behold, I have a little, I don't know, niche for special education, But yeah, I have two cousins who actually have autism. So I've kind of grown up around students, or they're not my students, but people who are on the spectrum. Sure. And I have a little bit of an easy time getting a connection with them. Yeah. Which I don't know. I love it. I have a big passion. So I switched my major, came here. My dad wanted me to be financially secure. You know, the whole dad talk happened. Right. right. And uh, you're not going to make
0: any money. Exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Even though my mom, fully the wife, you know, that he married, works in the school system. So. (laughs) Yeah. There it is. Checks out. Right. But uh but yeah, so then I tried occupational therapy here, failed biology. Right. Had to retake it. Unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I'm not a fan <laughs> of biology. Give me chemistry. Oh, well, that's different. Numbers, there you go. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so then I ended up having a long talk with them and they let me switch to special education. That's great. And here I am. Um
0: so you with being a special ed major and getting your license recently, congratulations by the way. Thank you, thank you. Passing a DPA. Um, you have been in a placement for the past year. Uh, you go every single day for the full school day. What is your current classroom that you're, I guess, technically aiding in? What does that look like?
1: My current classroom has been the best classroom I've been in. If I'm being completely honest, I was in two elementary schools prior. I'm not an elementary school special ed teacher, you know, bless their heart. I don't know how they do it. You know, I only have so much patience, love them. But I also, I don't know, I have a lot of ideas. So I really wanted either middle school or high school. Thought I went to middle school. Fell in love. I mean, thought I went to high school, but then I fell in love with middle school, which is weird because apparently I'm a diamond in the rough with everyone <laughs> that I interviewed with. They thought I was crazy for liking middle school special ed. Interesting. Right? Yeah. I, I thought that was weird, but you know, teach your own, I guess. Here we are. Right. Yeah, here we are now. Uh, future job in middle school. <laughs> but uh but I have nine students. Two of the students have autism, two of them have Down syndrome, no, three of them have autism. Three of them have autism, two of them have Down syndrome, two of them have IDMO, and then two of them have ED.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Right. So it's so kind of all over the place. I was going to say, super diverse. Yeah. yeah. And they're middle school, you said?
1: They are middle school. Sixth, seventh, and eighth.
0: Oh, the whole range. Gotcha. The whole range. Whole so I now at your school, which school is that now?
1: Ledford Middle School. Ledford Middle
0: um, do they, is this their only EC classroom for Ledford Middle?
1: It's their only EC adapted self-contained. Right, right, right. Yeah, I actually have another student who goes here to High Point University that is interning at the same exact middle school as me. No way. Yeah, Nick.
0: Oh, is he really there? Yeah, I see him in the hallway
1: every morning. That's great. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but for you being this, so Nick is, general curriculum, like the the kids that get pulled out of class for uh, extra assistance, you have these kids for the whole day. They don't leave your classroom to do anything else, to my knowledge.
1: The only time they leave is for gym or art, of course, like the exploratory programs, sure. um, which I personally love because it's very inclusive. And we even have tons of students, our general curriculum students, who will then come and even ask to help out when we made bracelets during Christmas time for sales for field trips. Um, which was really fun. We had a bunch of students who were general curriculum come in, and it was just just really fun. So I think it's a great opportunity for them to go out and everything.
0: Absolutely. Um, Speaking of, like, the extracurricular kind of thing, uh, I recently brought my classroom to HPU to sell um, buttons for Autism Awareness Month. How'd that go? It was great. We raised, uh, I'm not going to throw out any specific numbers, but we mm-hmm. raised a lot of money and we're very happy with what we did here. Yeah, uh, right. but we got to show them like the game room in Wannick and like all the fun little things that HBU provides for us on a day-to-day basis that they don't get to see, even yeah. though they're two minutes down the road. It was super special to have them experience those extracurriculars, even if it was going to the game room. Uh, With your average High Point University student because we had a bunch of people joining us. I was about
1: to ask who joined you (laughs) a a
0: lot of Miss Owens classroom. Um, They got out of class. It was great. Um, But when it comes to those like transitions of like walking to the gym, do you have any issues with stuff like that?
1: So we were a little nervous at first just because we have three sixth graders. So, you know, they go from elementary school where... The biggest issue is just getting them to stay in their seat. Right. And now we're having to transition them where, you know, the 8th graders are pros at this. You know, they can be independent. They can do kind of whatever they want. My, my cooperating teacher does a really good job. They can't do whatever they want, but they, you know, we trust them enough to not have to bird-eye watch them. Right. But um, You ask
0: them to go to their locker to get their backpack. They do. And yeah. They come back and it's no problem.
1: Yeah. But the 6th graders come in and, you know, it's brand new. Middle school is, first of all, scary. Second oh, yeah. of all, people that they don't even know because they've been in class with K through five students, you know, for well, six yeah. plus years and they're used to those kids. They're comfortable. So they come and everything. And so it kind of puts us in a position where we not just have to be the bad guy more often, but we have to kind of be stricter with them just so they kind of, A, you know, learn to kind of respect us, realize, okay, they're the teacher. I need to listen to them. Right. But also, B, once they trust that, like, what we're saying, Is kind of how it should go. They're kind of more, I don't know, leaning towards being more responsible and independent. And so we had to walk them to gym and to chorus, you know, the first two weeks, just so they could find the route there and everything. But once that they kind of became friends with students that were in the general curriculum, we have a little buddy system. And so they'll kind of come with them, walk with them to class and stuff like that. They'll go to lunch together and everything. And they, they love it. That's great. So it definitely was a transition, yeah. to say at
0: least. It's a transition, I think, for everyone involved. Because mm-hmm. you have such a one variety of students within their own disabilities. There, There's variety. But then the age groups are honestly super spread. A sixth yeah. grader and an eighth grader are two completely different people. Night and day. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have any, like, major freakouts or any, like, fits? Because in past classrooms, not my current one, but in past classrooms, we've had desk throwing and like crazy <laughs> freakouts, running down the hall, taking clothes off. Um, do you have That's any not any, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you have any crazy stories from any of your experiences?
1: Uh, not necessarily from this classroom. The worst I've had in this classroom is a student, just call me Larry. Okay. Over and over again.
0: <laughs> so not too bad. Not too bad. I don't know who
1: Larry is. And for some reason, I, I gave him the feeling of yelling Larry. Sure. Yeah, who knows why?
0: He's watched too much in Practical Jokers. It must be. I guess. Be
1: <laughs> and uh, he actually, funny story, the other day, you know, he asked to go to the bathroom. He's a sixth grader. Right. He's probably he's probably our biggest behavior issue, though, honestly. Like, we started a new system. He loves to draw. He's crazy good with drawing, like Picasso. Like, it is It is wow. insane. And so we started having a little note card, and we wrote draw on it. So every time he would yell at us or stuff like that, we would have to cross out a letter if he could have a seat without being called on. And so he kind of saw that. It was like, oh, shoot, I want to draw at the end of the day. Right, right. I should probably not yell at my teachers. Wow. Only get up when asked. So it took all last semester, probably the first month this semester, for it to actually hit home with him. Wow. But, but that's um, such a good system to – Oh, yeah.
0: Like – just direct incentive of if I do something that the teachers don't like, mm-hmm. I don't get to do something that I want to do. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he gets it clicks. I mean, it took a little while, but <laughs> for the most part, yeah. it's a direct like connection and a pretty easy click. So oh, that's awesome. yeah.
1: That's yeah. It's, it's insane. And so, you know, we got, with that being said, like after what what is that six months, August, about January, five months. So after about five months of kind of doing that with him, we thought like, okay, we can trust him a little more. He can be more independent stuff like that. So he has to go to the bathroom one day. This is last week. Okay. So we asked him to the bathroom. We're like, yeah, sure thing. You know, we usually have bathroom breaks, but we told them, you know, if it's emergency, we're not going to tell you no. Right. That just, that feels That's illegal. Never sense. Like, right. <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense at all. And so um, we were like, yeah, yeah, you can go. All of a sudden, you know, our bathroom is right outside our door. The sixth grade hallway bathroom is right outside our sure. door, which is nice, convenient. Very Um, But we hear everything. And so all of a sudden, you know, we have our door cracked, obviously. We hear a scream. (laughs) And so the TA and I run out, poke our head out the door, and we're like, what is going on? And he has his arms up. He's flailing them, chasing after another kid out of the bathroom, screaming, my bathroom, my bathroom, because we train them to go one at a time. Well, he (sighs) didn't want to wait, I guess. So oh he decided to chase out one of the kids from the bathroom, one of the general curriculum kids. Right. And he he has autism, so he's not like a student with Down syndrome where you can kind of tell by so, looking at yep, them, you know. Absolutely. Okay, they have disability. So, you know, if you don't really get to know him, you think he's just the average kiddo. Sure. And so the kid was freaking out. The general curriculum kid was freaking out. He looked scared for his life. Even though if, if you met the student that has this behavior issue – he wouldn't even hurt a butterfly. Like, he will come at you. gonna like, swing at you and then just pat you, like, lightly on Whoa. the head. It's so <laughs> weird. So funny. It is so weird. So, you know, we're sitting there. We know he's no real threat. But this dude in general, the other kid has, has no, no idea. idea. Yeah, He's like, today's my last day. I'm going down. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was probably our biggest behavior issue that we've had recently. But besides that, you know, he just kind of gets little squirms here and there and needs to stand up. And it's hard because it's almost like, yes, we know him more than the beginning of the year. But at the same time, it's like you have to kind of get him to learn to sit in a seat and only stand up when, you know, he's asked to go get his box or something like that. But then at the same time, it's like students or even just people with autism, you know, they have little, almost like itches, you know, that they have to scratch. So it's hard because it's like you don't want to, Make him feel bad for having an issue. He can't help. That he right. you know, he needs to scream, oh, no. Or like, you know. Whatever, whatever that. Whatever his. Almost that's a big thing that he screams. Uh, but <laughs> but whatever, you know, they feel the need to scream. It's sure. almost like we don't want to, you know, suppress it too much. So it's hard to figure out, like, is he doing it because of his disability? Or is he doing it because he feels like acting out? Not because, like, just because he's mad or something there like that. Are it's very hard.
0: There are people that need to do things. And there are people that yeah. want to cause a scene. yeah which, which section of. The freak out is mm-hmm. this. I That's to the hardest out. part. Yeah. Right? Oh my
1: gosh. That that is one of the hardest parts. Like sometimes I just sit there and just say, All right, when he calls me Larry. But sure. Like sometimes <laughs> I just have to like let it happen. Yeah. I'm like, it's Miss Roth.
0: But sure. But
1: okay. <laughs> one time I actually called him the wrong name on purpose. I go, I said, Okay, Sheldon, which is not his name. Right. I go, All right, w- until you call me Miss Roth, I'm gonna call you Sheldon. And what he's he like, "That's not my name." <laughs> I said, "Well, Larry's not mine." <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So it's just, it's just it's hard figuring out, you know, because you you have know, to be teach them to be responsible and independent. But at the same time, it's like, you know, they can only help so much. So it's it's that's been the hardest balance I Absolutely. think this year.
0: I was just say you also have a curriculum that you have to stick yeah. to, and and other outside rules that you have to follow mm-hmm. that aren't just okay, sit still. You know, yeah. don't chase people out of the bathroom because those are. Uh, difficult in and of themselves. Yeah. But what else are you having to teach this kid or these students?
1: Yeah. um, A lot. <laughs> but also there's so leniency. It's, it's, it's kind right. of like the weird, you know, the weird balance, especially, oh my goodness, especially when they go out to gym and chorus, you know, the teachers there are general curriculum teachers. And They're not
0: trained in <laughs> handling them.
1: Well, and they also, I feel like, almost have more leniency because I almost feel like unless you work with students with autism or students on the spectrum of students with disability, you know, I feel like the teachers are almost afraid to discipline them. Yeah. They'll come and bring them to us and say, oh, they did X, Y, Z, and just tell us, us to like, handle like you're a teacher too. Yeah. You can tell them, hey, stop doing that. You're sitting out for us at the gym. Or you're having silent lunch. Why do we have to be the ones to punish? Like, that part is probably the most frustrating
0: It's kind of like thing. the. my mom used to be like, don't make me tell your father about this <laughs> when, yeah. in reality, my mom was the real scary one. They <laughs> they should be doing their job of disciplining slash teaching slash whatever mm-hmm. else is required of them in that moment. And they're just totally throwing it on you. Yeah. And I feel like with the special ed field of, of education, there that happens all the time. With mm-hmm. even like administration of okay, yeah, this kid probably, you know, doesn't need to be in this self-contained special ed classroom, but he's a problem for the general curriculum teachers because he's always throwing a fit, doesn't do his homework. Cool. We'll throw him in there. Not that that happens that blunt and that direct, but I feel like across the board generally, it's always just give it to the special ed teacher because they can handle it and we don't feel like it. Oh, which yes. is so unfair and, and yeah. ridiculous to me. And I hope that changes eventually. But I feel like you get thrown into that field a lot.
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And I, I think it has happened less often. It definitely happened way more in the past, according to my cooperating teacher and, like, the conversations we had. But there's still, it's almost like, hey, behavior problem, they it to having a disability. Like, right. no. It's Actually, totally it's, different. it's really different. Because our students, you know, the reason why they're in our classroom is because they don't have, like, the cognitive thinking skills. And so behaviors are sort of, you know, well, some of them are from cognitive thinking skills. And so it's it's like, no, they're, they're not meant to be in here because I would teach the kids that they would throw in a special ed who have behavior issues about how being self-aware, about, you know, journaling and stuff like that and being able to control your emotions. Our kids don't have the part in the brain, or sure. a lot of students with disabilities don't have the part with the brain that teaches him self-awareness, stuff like that. So how are you going to bring in a kid who has, you know, behavior problems and that's the only issue, the only issue going on, and expect us to teach the same curriculum and there be positive growth between the students' disabilities and the students' behavior problems. Like you can't put two and two together and expect growth from both aspects.
0: I was in a classroom, not the current my, my not my current placement, but a mm-hmm. uh, previous one where there were students on the spectrum, students with Down syndrome, all of those boxes that are checked for special ed. And then uh, there was one student who just had behavior issues and he would throw those desks and chairs and scream at teachers and hit people. And like, that was obviously not good, Yeah, but he had no (laughs) cognitive uh, disabilities where he was unable to do certain tasks because of his ability or disability. And he was just lumped into this classroom. Great, phenomenal reader. Not so much of an artist like York's (laughs) kids. Uh, But loved sports, knew what was going on around him. Everything totally made sense. Absolutely Everything clicked. He would just get really mad when he did something, when he was told to do something that he didn't want to do. And he just got lumped into the special ed classroom. And it did him a disservice because Mm -hmm. he was not being educated, one, with peers like him. And two, he was getting a different version of the curriculum. Because we've talked about this a million times in class, <laughs> but the um, accommodations versus modifications, this kid got modifications and didn't need modifications, simply needed accommodations of, mm-hmm. all right, Johnny, you get an extra 15 minutes at recess to cool down because if you come back right away to the classroom, you'll start throwing chairs. That's such a not that that would be the actual <laughs> fix, but Johnny needed an easy fix and it was given a completely different classroom. I think that's silly and ridiculous.
1: I bet. Did it almost cause him more frustration? Because I feel like he would almost be more frustrated that he was placed in that classroom if he had the cognitive ability to be self-aware to know that he sh- doesn't need to be in that classroom. And I was, was not no around higher. enough
0: to know. Okay. But the cooperating teacher was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I think he just really liked this teacher. Uh, so he was having a good time. Yeah. But if... if it was not a good fit for him teacher-wise. It definitely was not a good fit for him student-wise, peer-wise. So I'm sure he would have lost his marbles. Um, <laughs> but he really liked the teacher, and it, yeah. he didn't care too much. It was also fifth grade, so totally different situation.
1: Oh, I totally thought it was high school. No. Cause I was thinking... Because I'm know. usually in high school. Yeah, I was going to say your coffee shop. This was a while ago. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: okay. But there are a lot of experiences like that uh, in just talking to either other peers of ours or um, other teachers and stuff and I feel like the the special ed department in whatever school you're in whether it's you know high school middle school or even elementary it's always just like the the wasteland of push these kids over here Mm -hmm. forget about them and that teacher will handle them and that's absurd to me.
1: I feel like since you know you and I are kind of graduating special ed and we have you know this new kind of outlook on everything and we're not going to be stuck in the old ways of teaching and stuff like that will almost be able to kind of stand up more and fight for those students who don't deserve to be in our classroom that then hopefully you know in IEP meetings and stuff like that will be able to kind of get the students that don't necessarily need to be like in our classroom out of our classroom push them out more where they deserve to be and there'll be a little more progress just because we're not stuck in the you know the old school ways. Totally. We're so th- hopefully there's change.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and I, I fingers crossed one yeah. day hopefully. Um, and I think eventually with a, a lot of new teachers coming in, that will yeah. actually change. I just think right now it looks like going to the EC classroom is like a punishment, and that bothers me to my core because it's not. It is. Yeah, it is supposed to be a place where. Students who need that extra help can get that extra help in the education setting, not in the behavioral setting yeah. or in the physical setting. There are accommodations and modifications, and we are the modification setting. So, yeah, um, I want to change gears a little bit, still staying on education, okay. um, but I want to talk about your future. And you, congratulations, recently thank got you, hired you. as a New first-year teacher right out of college, so that's very exciting.
1: Crazy, but exciting. Uh, <laughs>
0: what's the school? What's the grade level? What's the classroom looking like? All that.
1: Yeah, so I I am very excited. It's a little crazy, but it's, it's a good feeling. It's a really good feeling. I, As it should be. Yeah, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I'm ready for the next chapter in life. Yeah, absolutely. College, super fun, everything. I just feel like I'm in my grandma era. I feel <laughs> the same way. <laughs> you
0: yeah. go to a party and like sit in the back on a chair and uh-huh. just like, yeah, totally. Keep yeah,
1: look at people laughing at them. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no, I, I'm very excited. So I'll be back in South Carolina nice. where the pay is a little bit better, but it's right over the border of North Carolina. So I'll be like twenty five minutes from Charlotte. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, and then actually, Molly and I are gonna live together. Nice! Yo. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. She'll be on that teacher's salary too. Nice. <laughs> so, so yeah, but thankfully, you know, South Carolina pays a little bit more. But I am gonna be about twenty minutes from where my parents live now. Oh, perfect! Yeah, and it's actually about probably ten minutes from where my high school was, where I grew no up. Way. So it's it's back to my own Small little hometown. World. Yeah, the yeah. roots. <laughs> that's yeah. Great. But I actually have been pining for the school for a year and a half.
0: Whoa, I didn't know that.
1: Yup. The, the kids I babysit for six years now go through that elementary, intermediate, now that middle school, and then eventually the high school after. Wow. So I've had my eye on that school since I've been, well, since a year and a half, but I have been babysitting them for six years now. Sure. And so the oldest one, it's three boys, the oldest one will be in seventh grade next year. So my school, my middle school is seventh and eighth. Cause they yep. have an intermediate school which is 5th and 6th.
0: Interesting. Okay. Where
1: I got Molly a job at. Nice. So Molly's going to be my next door neighbor no too. No
0: way. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs>
1: yeah. thank, you, thank you. To
0: both of you. But yeah. even better that you guys are together. That's great. I know it's so
1: cute. But um but yeah, so the oldest one of the three boys will be in 7th grade. He's general curriculum. All the all the kids are general curriculum in this family, but they're honestly kind of like my own children just cuz I've been with them for six years. You've grown up with like them. You've yeah. seen their progression. Absolutely. It's, it's insane. And, and so when I um, actually called the mom when I got the job and told her I had big news, they asked to guess, funny enough. And they guessed. They asked if I was pregnant. That was their first guess. Okay. Um, I said, no. Okay. No, that's not good news right now. Right, right. right. Yeah, the mom goes, <laughs> you understand when you're older? They're like, what? Right. No, it it's because it's a seventh grader, a fifth grader, and a first grader. Wow. So it's all over kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then they go, are you getting married? <laughs> I said, to who? I've been dating this guy for a week now. Yeah, well, this was prior before <laughs> I even had a boyfriend. I had oh, no love life. And I was like, to whom would I get married <laughs> to? Please tell me. <laughs> and they go, oh, I guess you do need a guy to get married. I said, yeah.
0: Well, that's usually how it works.
1: And, um, and so I, I said, no, I don't have a partner. Uh, so I'm not getting married. And then I, I was like, well, now I feel like my news isn't even that big. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought you were going to freak out. And so I was on FaceTime with them to see their reactions. Right. Funny enough. And I go, I'm working at Indian Land Middle School. And their jaws dropped.
0: They're like, even better. Yeah. Like This yeah. is the best news ever.
1: They were like, we get to see you every day now, not just during summer.
0: That's so exciting.
1: I say, yeah. And um, so the seventh grader, though, he goes, yes. And he, he is very protective over me. Sure. So he was super excited. And uh, the other ones were like, can you stay there for longer so we can see you (laughs) too? That's not fair. So overall, that's, you know, long story short, that's why I was planning for this uh, middle school. That's awesome. Um, But I actually got, had gotten two job offers prior in York County, a little county over in South Carolina. And it wasn't necessarily the classroom I wanted because I knew I wanted self-contained classroom and everything. Have, you know, my own students I would see majority of the day. Right. It was more of a resource room, which nothing nothing's wrong. You know, if you like doing resource, that's awesome. But for me, I want my own classroom, not like a revolving door. A
0: out yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: And so, um, you know, just build more personal connections. I don't know. And so I had gotten two job offers, not the classroom I wanted, but I loved the staff. It was just a crazy fun energy, and it just felt like a family. They were so welcoming, very Southern hospitality. So I was right. like, okay, yeah, I think maybe then this is my school. And I, I wasn't going to apply anywhere else, but my mom was telling me, they're your first job offers. Maybe you're just excited, you know, you know, first offer. Oh, my goodness, I can't believe this is real. I'm adulting. Right. It's crazy. Let me accept it now. So she was like, don't jump the gun. Apply to the middle school you've always wanted to apply to. So I did, and I ended up loving the API. I talk to. They have the classroom I want even better um the right amount of tas that i would want so it just ended up working out for the best and i'm glad i took my mom's advice even though i hate taking her advice (laughs) but you know mother-daughter relationship i hope she's not listening yeah um um, you didn't hear love you mom (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah so i ended up applying then to the to the newly middle school and they offered me the job the very next day wow really crazy it was it was very super fast flattering yeah oh definitely yeah it was it was really nice i'm definitely lucky to have gotten that.
0: So you mentioned you want your own classroom yes. with your own kids for the full day. What do you envision for this new now your own classroom? What are your goals and aspirations for whether it's the the way it looks, the way that you know the the certain rules that are in the classroom, we talk a lot in class about classroom management yeah. of like the similar to the going to the bathroom on your own conversation. <laughs> yeah. What do all of those aspects of now your classroom look like?
1: Um, I did get sidetracked a little Happened. there, but uh, it happens a lot with me especially. <laughs> but well, I mean, I would say you can just check out my Pinterest board because I've been collecting ideas <laughs> but, <laughs> for eight years now. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I actually went and toured the school nice. funny enough um, right before our spring break. Okay. Not High Points for me, but my county I work for right now or intern for. But I actually toured the school. It used to be a high school. Well, so the rooms are giant because yeah. they had to make an intermediate school because the population got so big. So they added a brand new high school, moved the middle school to the high school. The intermediate school became where the middle school is at. And then the elementary school, they just split it too. And so.
0: Do they have like empty classrooms
1: everywhere? You would think because you know it's it now four years to two years yeah yeah instead of six, seven, the eighth, and so for
0: three years to two years same thing so whatever.
1: <laughs> but going. um you you would think oh i guess no because the high school yeah have been four years so you have 40 okay that's what i was thinking i see where you're at. Uh, yeah it's all good now. Really <laughs> <laughs> but uh you would think but no there aren't a lot of empty classrooms i guess they were so overcrowded beforehand that now it's like 25 per class versus Thirty-five, 40 that they had. Right. And so now it just looks like normal-sized classrooms, and they actually even have lab rooms for middle school science cool. and then have the actual science class different. It's kind of like here oh, at High y- Point. It's yeah. really weird. No,
0: that's great. I had my high school. We had um, – or actually, middle school was mm-hmm. the, built the same way. The buildings were connected. Long story. Mm, okay. Um, but it was like we had – it was a bigger classroom with lab desks in the back Okay, and or lab tables in the back with our yeah. desks like – in rows in the middle, and then the teacher was at the front.
1: Okay. Similar. So it was kind of put together a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, my classroom, kind of what I want it to look like and everything. I definitely want it to be colorful just because I feel like I'm a very colorful person in general. Right. But I, I do want my classroom to reflect my personality. Absolutely. You know, because then the students will get to know me more. And plus, like, wants a boring classroom, I don't want a boring classroom. <laughs> anyway. Doctor's office looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in no that way. Yeah. But, sure. um, so it's actually a really big classroom, a lot of natural light, which I personally love because I Absolutely. feel like it'll bring up, you know, the mood, the energy and everything. For sure. But it's both the special ed, there's two, self-contained.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Which is
1: different because it's so yeah. big. And so I'll have about nine to 13 students depending on the year. Okay. And the other classroom of have about nine to 13. So there's a lot of students who need self-contained EC. And so- there are two rooms, and then they're connected in the middle with a laundry mat to, like, teach Whoa. them how to do laundry. That's awesome. A kitchen. And so that that's pretty cool to have, like, that life skills right there. Yeah, absolutely. In, like, the same room. Kind of. You just open the door and boom. That's amazing. So that is going to be really fun to do and to plan life skills yeah. and uh, lessons around that. But um, I kind of plan, I mean, I, you know, as much as you can – classroom behavior manage you know beforehand it's gonna honestly just have to wait until I meet my kids face to face
0: someone throws a desk yeah yeah to figure that out from there
1: (laughs) yeah and like see where their behaviors are at and they're gonna change every single year anyways so there's only so much I can really do with classroom management but um but yeah I'm just I'm excited I'm Planning on talking to the current teachers because both the EC teachers are leaving, which Whoa. I asked if it was for bad reasons. Because that made me a little nervous yeah. walking in and hearing that. But no, one of them is going back to grad school. And then one of them is becoming a guidance counselor. Oh. So it's okay. Yeah. They just wanted to go different path. I thought it was because of the school. It freaked me out a little <laughs> that bit. That sounds scary. After accepting the job, I'm like, cool, oh, cool. Literally. Awesome. But um, but yeah, so I'm planning on talking with them and getting to know. There will be eighth graders because the eighth graders now they'll be gone, so I won't have them. But right. I want to get to know the seventh going to eighth graders, kind of at least know half my classroom, sure, and see kind of if they have any pointers for me and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So how can I teach you guys best? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, but um, and then the the TAs I'll have two TAs and a one on one for a student in a wheelchair. Oh, so cool. it's like three TAs.
0: You're gonna have. Heads in that classroom.
1: Oh my goodness, yeah. That's gonna be great. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun. I mean, I like people, hence being a teacher, so there you go. kinda have <laughs> yeah. to. But um it'll it'll be fun. The TAs have only been working there for about two years now.
0: That's what I was gonna ask. Are they all new? Y- so as it, well? it's
1: yeah, well, they're not all new, but at the same time, I'm glad that they haven't been there for like ten years plus, so they don't yeah. have like something in their mind and they come and get mad that I'm like this new teacher bringing in new ideas. Some
0: weird dynamic with them getting offended that you handed out some pamphlet that was incorrect.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't want any issues going in or like, you know, pre-biased.
0: Them telling you how to do things Mm -hmm. for when it's your classroom. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Even though there is, you need that balance with them. You need that healthy relationship for sure and their input and all of that. Um, But it's nice that you don't have to worry about their feelings or opinions beforehand.
1: yeah definitely which i mean i hope like right now i mean i'm really good friends my cooperating teacher the ta there we literally trade books every other week with each other and talk about (laughs) them and like we text on the weekends so i I hope to have that same relationship with my tas
0: i was gonna say you're really close friends Uh, maybe not really close friends Mm -hmm. but you're super super friendly with your current uh, cooperating teacher yeah you guys go to yoga together. Yes, we do. S- still. I think yep, yep. Yep. Uh, and you guys I would call you guys friends. Oh yeah. You definitely want to look for that. And I'm glad that yeah. you found it. So Thank you. That's Thank great. you.
1: Yeah, I just I just hope, you know, I'm really happy and like blessed that I had a, such a good experience. But I'm also just scared that since I had such a good experience, am I gonna be disappointed? It's never gonna be disappointed. Like literally, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Or like like I don't know. Obviously, I'm gonna make the best of what I have, but then I'm just nervous. Like, am I yeah? Am I gonna find anything that's been so much fun? And like, am I gonna have that same relationship with the TAs? Like, I hope, but what of if course. they don't like me? <laughs> There's always yeah. that in the back of my <laughs> head. Like, oh no, what if they don't like my teaching? What if they find me annoying? Like, I don't even know.
0: I think my biggest fear with being wanting to be in that self-contained classroom and having TAs and stuff mm-hmm. is I'm gonna be the young one, and mm-hmm. the TAs could be. 50 plus, possibly, yep. um, I'm going to have to, like, be that leader in that room and be the, not the law, but, like, yeah. if a TA says something that I egregiously disagree with, I'm going to have to put my foot down because I'm the teacher. Yep. And that's a little scary to think about. Right. Are you worried about any of those aspects of, like, you're the young one in the room kind of thing? Not to totally freak you out. But. Oh, no, it's fine.
1: <laughs> Uh, definitely. Yeah, I would agree with everything you just said, for sure. Um, even just, yes, with the TAs, being younger ones, which I actually, it was during a school day, so I met some of them. Sure. The students had no idea who it was because they haven't broken the news to them yet, and they didn't want to freak them out, being like, <laughs> by the way, it's your new teacher next year, and they would all just say, what? You know, they would so, lose their mind. yeah, so I just kind of, like, barely talked to them, and they are older. They're, like, in their 50s, so obviously, you know, I started thinking, oh, my goodness, they're going to look at me like some Ten. young lady. Yeah. Bringing in, bringing in technology. I'm wanting to do field trips every week. Right. I want a class pet. Those are my top three things. <laughs> so good. they're going to look at me and think, what is she doing?
0: This weirdo college kid, yeah. for sure. Or they could love me. Right. You
1: know, there's either, there's either possibility. There's two sides of it. Literally. So I don't know. There's that going on. And obviously working in a middle school, I'm a little nervous. At least I know one of the middle schoolers now. You know, the kid there I babysit. He'll right. help be like, no, she's really cool. You know, the <laughs> yeah. new teacher is awesome. <laughs> But, um, (laughs) so that'll definitely help, but I I am nervous just with being in a middle school and being a younger teacher. I want them to still look at me as some kind of authority, you know, there's always going to be that too nerve wracking.
0: The, the entire field of education Mm -hmm. is similar to almost like the sales pitch of like, you have to be good at talking to people, you have to be good Mm -hmm. at working with others and, For even more specific teaching-wise, you have to be good at making others work together well. And so there's so many aspects that you have to be really good at Mm -hmm. in order for you to be successful. They're not all super difficult. When putting it all together, that's the hard part. (laughs) Yeah. Do you worry about... I mean, of course you worry about it (laughs) because everybody does. (laughs) But are you like really concerned about your ability to balance first year out of college in general. You don't have, you know, mom and dad to help you out. You're not on this college campus where you can just, you know, I leave school. My teacher can handle it. My cooperating teacher can handle it. And I leave and don't think about it at the, for, at the end of the day. Whereas when you're the teacher, all of a sudden, it all falls on you. Is that some existential fear of yours? Or do you think you have a good grasp on it? and if so, either direction, why?
1: That is a great question. Um, honestly, and I do not mean this in like a cocky way. Sure.
0: No. At it.
1: all. But I feel like, okay, if you were to ask me this at the beginning of the school year, oh my gosh, I would probably be like crap in my pants. Right. I would be like, I'm not ready. I have no idea what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. But you know, I feel like I've grown a lot this year, especially this semester. I mean, I have a therapist or anything I've been going to for years now. Love her. Erica's the best. But, um, <laughs> shout out to Erica. Yeah, shout out Erica. <laughs> but, um, you know, she's helped me. My cooperating teacher has been amazing. She pushed me week one taking full responsibility of the entire classroom. Wow. Which is just different from a lot of other, like, I'm not saying there's a wrong or right way to do it. Different from all the other, you know, t- student teachers I go to school with, their experiences. Right. You know, every week they took on a new subject starting week one I was in charge of planning and doing everything for that class the moment I walked in the doors from 8 a.m. till 3 30 p.m.
0: which is such a special opportunity it's awesome you know, I love it yeah. yeah oh that's great I
1: wouldn't have any other way and so I feel like you know my cooperating teacher or my therapist and honestly this is going to sound so cliche but being sorority president and being a leader where you know everything kind of falls on your shoulders yeah While you know I love it great experience Definitely had really hard moments and tough moments, but I grew so much and I learned how to take responsibility. I learned it's okay to mess up; that it gives me the confidence to think that yes, obviously I'll make mistakes. First year teaching, obviously. people even even twenty years teaching, people make mistakes. You have sure. make mistakes every day. That's something I had to learn to be okay <laughs> yeah. with and not beat myself up about. But um, I feel like because of experiences I've had in this year alone, I'm confident to say like I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for the next chapter. That's great. All
0: right. I'm excited. That's a phenomenal answer. Perfect. That's exciting (laughs) to hear.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited.
0: So just now you brought up sorority president. We brought it up earlier in your little introduction there. Um, I want to briefly touch on how did you balance doing all of (laughs) this education stuff while being the face that not only your classroom looks up to, but your entire sorority looks to when something goes wrong or when something needs to go right in the future, you are that pinpointed person I feel like just like you mentioned it's it's a very similar leadership style not that it's you know special ed versus being in a sorority but it's I am the head of this thing whatever yeah. that thing may be how do you balance all of that or how did you balance all that
1: it's funny that you say it's a lot like you know being a teacher because it honestly is like you have people and when you're a sorority you have people coming to you who want you know change or they want this and that when you're a teacher, you have parents coming to you who want their student to do this and that. Like, it's actually kind of funny you say that. I like, do you see like an overlap. There's a crossover. Yeah, there's sure. a crossover. Like you are the person that everyone looks up to thinking like, okay, if something goes wrong, she yeah. has the answer. Right. You know, so that is very, now that you say that, I kind of see that. That's just funny. But you don't Sorry.
0: always have the answer.
1: No, no. Like, and yeah.
0: Honestly, personally, not that I was president, but I was on my executive board. Yeah. You're, I you're. rarely had the answer <laughs> that people wanted to know. Yep. And it is such a challenge.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely went through not having an answer to some things too. And it, it took me a while to be okay with saying, I don't know, but I will come back to you, you know? And being like, I just need to ask for another opinion or I need to talk to someone else and I'll be back to you. Because I just felt like, okay, I'm helpless, you know?
0: It it always feels, when in any leadership position, again, whether being a teacher or sorority president, fraternity, executive ward, whatever that looks like, or you're uh, the the manager of the Chick-fil-A at the time. Whatever <laughs> that looks like, it is always On so... example. But <laughs> it's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> Whenever you're in that leadership position, it is so difficult when being presented with a pinpointed question where you need a direct answer and you don't have it. Yeah. That is so difficult for me. I'm always, I always want to be the one with the answer. And when I get asked questions that I don't know how to answer right away, it took a lot of learning in the moment um, and, and over time to be able to say that answer that you just gave of, I'll get back to you. Give yeah. me, give me 20 minutes. I'll find out or something like that. Or yeah. give me two days. I'll find out. And I think that is such a crucial skill that can't be, you're not born with that skill. You have to learn it. And any kind of leadership, whether it's teaching, whether it's whatever it's learned and that's special.
1: Oh yeah. I'll pop your, uh that was very that satisfying, awesome. actually. That was really cool. <laughs> I I think it's part of human nature to hate admitting you don't know. Oh, you know? for sure. It, it's just it's just ironic because you beat yourself about knowing, but it's also like you're not supposed to know everything. That's part of life, you know. You're learning and everything, which that's what being president was. It was a great learning experience, and you know, I I kind of let. You know, when you ask about balancing and stuff like that, and you ask me how I balanced everything. Yep. I honestly, first semester, because we do it, like, you know, calendar year. So, you know, your president is your second semester junior year. And then, like, when you're president, that's the first term. First semester is your end of junior year. And then the second semester of being president is the beginning of senior year. Which, personally, I love because then I have my last semester of senior year to really enjoy it. Totally free. Yeah, and imagine having to balance full-time teaching. I mean, Oof. I did... I did two days a week back then, like last semester. I could never even imagine balancing full-time teaching right. and being president this semester. Absolutely. But I definitely, you know, after junior year, that summer I kind of lost, not necessarily lost myself, but I lost like the spark that I had and a lot of my personality. I was just so stressed. I didn't Whoa. take time for myself. Yeah, this this summer, this past summer was kind of rough, the beginning of it at least. I, you know, I just didn't like... Who I like, who I became with all the stress.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's that, so easy to do. Yeah. But it's, I didn't I didn't even notice. So yeah. I guess that's a win. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just kind of I
1: got off social media a little bit. Yeah. But uh, it helps. <laughs> but so honestly, I feel like going through that and kind of learning how to still make time for myself yeah. and taking mental health and putting it more of a priority. You know, second semester presidency, first semester senior year. And, you know, I started getting into meditating, which I love. (laughs) Um, I started reading books again. I I made sure to make time for the things that I love, which is what my cooperative teacher, funny enough, has been telling me this past semester, saying, like, you don't want to get burnt out. I got burnt out. It's not fun. You know, I had to find my love again. Unfortunately, that's what my teacher was telling me everything. And so she was like, tell me, you have to be able to find time to do what you love and have you time and it'll help with decompression. It'll help with the stress relievers. And at the end of the day, that is what's going to get you through balancing everything. Cause if you put too much on your plate, you don't give yourself time, you know, to calm down or just relax. Yeah. It's all going to catch up to you. And I was sitting there, I I was thinking, wow, that's literally what happened to me this summer in between junior to senior year. (laughs) So I think that, Having that experience as presidency is gonna help me balance being a full time new teacher and everything that's to come for sure. Yeah,
0: that makes perfect sense. Um, Dr. Johnson, who you know was on a previous podcast, yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. um,
0: She talked for a a bit about keeping your like mental. I don't know if she said these exact words, but Mm -hmm. keeping your mental strength. And for her, it was The Walking Dead. She (laughs) gets to sit down on the couch, watch this. Fake show that mm-hmm. she gets so into, but it's not a, it, it's not part of her job. It's not part of, you know, family stuff, even though she, you know, she does it with the rest of her family, yeah, which is yeah. an awesome aspect, but yeah. it's not, that is a mental break for her. So we talked about it yesterday, even at, uh, we had the principal panel. Um, they were talking about how there are like, they're sleeping, which you get your like physical break. You technically get to recharge, but it's not your mental break mm-hmm. and having those mental breaks, those mini vacations in your life are super, super, super important. And so I'm so glad you learned that too, um, yeah. of finding what that is for you and how that can affect your day-to-day life.
1: Yeah. It's, it's great. When they were talking to, I was sitting there like, wow, they're speaking the truth right now. They're talking about. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess everyone knows this little key in life. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah.
0: So, Ken, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Um, course. We have talked about a a lot of amazing things today. Um, Things that I'm passionate about, things that we're passionate about, Mm -hmm. and I really appreciate it. Um, I want to hit you with one last question here. All right. I don't know if you've heard this one yet, but I'm not going to clarify, specify, give you any other context, take this whichever way that you'd like. Okay. Do you have any regrets?
1: Wow, that's very out there. Whichever way that you wanna interpret that. Do I have any regrets? I mean, I could interpret doing regrets in life. Do I have any regrets with my major? Which no, I don't have any regrets with my major. I can definitely clarify that one. That's good. Um I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm gonna take in every aspect of anything. And I'm gonna say no. I'm a huge believer in that everything happens for a reason. Even if I were to make a mistake. I'm not going to regret that mistake, which I've made plenty of mistakes in my life. I'm human. I'm right. not going to regret that mistake because I learned something from any mistake I've ever made. I've learned something from something not going my way, you know? Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I can probably think on, you know, a handful of things that I wanted or I thought, okay, that's going to be best for me if, I, if it went this way. And it just didn't go. And I was upset in the moment and I was mad or I was just confused. It's like, why? Why couldn't this go on the way I wanted? But the end of the day, I forget what it was. The other day, I had like a full circle moment. Like, wow, if I had gone to Clemson or something like that,
0: the butterfly effect.
1: Yes, I I wouldn't have been where I'm at right now.
0: Right. Like it is, it's just
1: I don't know, it's just insane to think that like you know at the time I wanted all of this, and I didn't get it, and I was upset. But looking back on it, I'm so happy. That's great. You know, yeah. so no, I don't. I don't have any regrets. I I'm very, I'm very. You know, passionate that everything happens for a reason. Well, that's a great answer. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've had fun. Good. I'm glad. (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Igloo with Peter Fontanella. Check back in next week for our next special guest. Have a great rest of your day. Call your mom. See you soon.